Section forty one of Ulysses. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Ulysses by James Joyce. Episode fifteen. Circe. Part three. Zoe Higgins, a young whore, in a sapphire slip closed with three bronze buckles, a slim black velvet fillet round her throat, nods, trips down the steps, and accosts him. Zoe. Are you looking for someone? He's inside with his friend. Bloom. Is this Mrs. Max? No. Eighty-one. Mrs. Cohen's. You might go farther and fare worse. Mother Slipper-Slapper. Familiarly. She's on the job herself tonight, with the vet, her tipster that gives her all the winners and pays for her son in Oxford. Working overtime, but her luck's turned today. Suspiciously. You're not his father, are you? Not I. You both in black. Has little Mousie any tickles tonight? His skin, alert, feels her fingertips approach. A hand glides over his left thigh. How's the nuts? Offside. Curiously, they are on the right. Heavier, I suppose. One in a million, my tailor, Messiah, says. Zoe, in sudden alarm. You've a hard chance. Not likely. I feel it. Her hand slides into his left trouser pocket and brings out a hard black shriveled potato. She regards it and Bloom with dumb, moist lips. A talisman. Heirloom. For Zoe? For keeps? For being so nice, eh? She puts the potato greedily into a pocket, then links his arm, cuddling him with supple warmth. He smiles uneasily. Slowly, note by note, oriental music is played. He gazes in the tawny crystal of her eyes, ringed with coal. His smile softens. You'll know me the next time. Bloom forlornly. I never loved a dear gazelle, but it was sure to. Gazelles are leaping, feeding on the mountains. Near are lakes. Round their shores file shadows black of cedar groves. Aroma rises, a strong hair growth of resin. It burns, the Orient, a sky of sapphire cleft by the bronze flight of eagles. Under it lies the woman city, nude, white, still, cool in luxury. A fountain murmurs among damask roses. Mammoth roses murmur of scarlet wine-grapes. A wine of shame, lust, blood, exudes, strangely murmuring. Zoe, murmuring, sing-song with the music, her odalisk lips lusciously smeared with salve of swine-fat and rose-water. Shorak ani wainowak benoit yerushalayim bloom fascinated i thought you were of good stock by your accent and you know what thought did she bites his ear gently with little gold-stopped teeth sending on him a cloying breath of stale garlic the roses draw apart disclose a sepulchre of the gold of kings and their mouldering bones bloom draws back mechanically caressing her right bub with a flat awkward hand are you a Dublin girl? 
Zoe catches a stray hair deftly and twists it to her coil. No bloody fear. I'm English. Have you a swagger root? Bloom, as before. Rarely smoke, dear. Cigar now and then. Childish device. Lewdly. The mouth can be better engaged than with a cylinder of rank weed. Go on. Make a stump speech out of it. Bloom, in workman's corduroy overalls. Black gansey with red floating tie and a patchy cap. Mankind is incorrigible. Sir Walter Raleigh brought from the New World that potato and that weed, the one a killer of pestilence by absorption, the other a poisoner of the ear, eye, heart, memory, will, understanding, all. That is to say, he brought the poison a hundred years before another person, whose name I forget, brought the food. Suicide. Lies. All our habits. Why, look at our public life. Midnight chimes from distant steeples. Turn again, Leopold, Lord Mayor of Dublin. Bloom, in Alderman's Gown and Chain. Electors of Erin Quay, Inns Quay, Rotunda, Mountjoy, and North Dock. Better run a tramline, I say, from the cattle market to the river. That's the music of the future. That's my program. Qui bono? But our buccaneering Vanderdeckens in their phantom ship of finance. An elector. Three times three for our future chief magistrate. The aurora borealis of the torchlight procession leaps. The torchbearers. Hooray! Several well-known burgesses, city magnates and freemen of the city, shake hands with Bloom and congratulate him. Timothy Harrington late thrice lord mayor of dublin imposing in mayoral scarlet gold chain and white silk tie confers with councillor lorcan sherlock locum tenens they nod vigorously in agreement late lord mayor harrington in scarlet robe with mace gold mayoral chain and large white silk scarf that alderman sir leo bloom's speech be printed at the expense of the ratepayers that the house in which he was born be ornamented with a commemorative tablet and that the thoroughfare hitherto known as cow parlour off cork street be henceforth designated boulevard bloom councillor lorcan sherlock carried unanimously bloom impassionedly these flying Dutchmen, or lying Dutchmen, as they recline in their upholstered poop, casting dice, what wreck they? Machines is their cry, their chimera, their panacea, labor-saving apparatuses, supplanters, bugbears, manufactured monsters for mutual murder, hideous hobgoblins produced by a horde of capitalistic lusts upon our prostituted labor. The poor man starves while they are grassing their royal mountain stags or shooting pheasants and partridges in their purblind pomp of pelf and power. But their reign is rover forever and ever and ev. Prolonged applause. Venetian masts, maypoles, and festal arches spring up. A streamer bearing the legends Cade Mila Fulce and Ma Tob Melech Israel spans the street all the windows are thronged with sightseers chiefly ladies 
Along the route the regiments of the Royal Dublin Fusiliers, the King's own Scottish Borderers, the Cameron Highlanders and the Welsh Fusiliers, standing to attention, keep back the crowd. Boys from high school are perched on the lamp-posts, telegraph-poles, window-sills, cornices, gutters, chimney-pots, railings, rain-spouts. Whistling and cheering, the pillar of the cloud appears. A fife and drum-band is heard in the distance, playing the col nidre. The beaters approach with imperial eagles hoisted, trailing banners and waving oriental palms. The chryselephantine papal standard rises high, surrounded by pennons of the civic flag. The van of the procession appears, headed by John Howard Parnell, city marshal, in a chessboard tabard, the Athlone Pursuivant and Ulster King of Arms. They are followed by the Right Honourable Joseph Hutchinson, Lord Mayor of Dublin, his Lordship the Lord Mayor of Cork, their worships the mayors of Limerick, Galway, Sligo, and Waterford. Twenty-eight Irish representative peers, sirdars, grandees, and maharajas, bearing the cloth of estate. The Dublin Metropolitan Fire Brigade, the chapter of the saints of finance in their plutocratic order of precedence. The Bishop of Down and Connor, his eminence Michael Cardinal Logue, Archbishop of Armagh, primate of all Ireland his grace the most reverend dr william alexander archbishop of armagh primate of all ireland the chief rabbi the presbyterian moderator the heads of the baptist anabaptist methodist and moravian chapels and the honorary secretary of the society of friends after them march the guilds and trades and train bands with flying colours coopers bird fanciers millwrights newspaper canvassers law scriveners masseurs vintners truss-makers chimney-sweeps lard refiners tabernet and poplin weavers farriers italian warehousemen church decorators boot-jack manufacturers undertakers silk mercers lapidaries salesmasters cork-cutters assessors of fire losses dyers and cleaners export bottlers fell-mongerers ticket-writers heraldic seal-engravers horse repository hands bullion brokers cricket and archery outfitters riddle makers egg and potato factors hosiers and glovers plumbing contractors after them march gentlemen of the bedchamber black rod deputy garter gold stick the master of horse the lord great chamberlain the earl marshal the high constable carrying the sword of state st stephen's iron crown the chalice and bible four buglers on foot blow a senate beef-eaters reply winding clarions of welcome under an arch of triumph bloom appears bareheaded in a crimson velvet mantle trimmed with ermine bearing st edward's staff the auburn sceptre with the dove the katana he is seated on a milk-white horse with long flowing crimson tail richly caparisoned with golden headstall wild excitement the ladies from their balconies throw down rose petals the air is perfumed with essences the men cheer bloom's boys run amid the bystanders with branches of hawthorn and wren bushes bloom's boys the wren the wren the king of all birds st stephen's day was caught in the furs a blacksmith 
murmurs, For the honor of God, and is that Bloom? He scarcely looks thirty-one. A pavier and flagger. That's the famous Bloom now, the world's greatest reformer. Hats off! All uncover their heads. Women whisper eagerly, a millionairess, richly. Isn't he simply wonderful? A noblewoman, nobly. All that man has seen. A feminist, masculinely. And done. A bell-hanger. A classic face. He has the forehead of a thinker. Bloom's weather. A sunburst appears in the northwest. The Bishop of Down and Connor. I here present your undoubted emperor-president and king-chairman, the most serene and potent and very puissant ruler of this realm. God save Leopold I! God save Leopold I! Bloom in dalmatic and purple mantle to the Bishop of Down and Connor with dignity. Thanks, somewhat eminent sir. William, Archbishop of Armagh, in purple stock and shovel hat. Will you to your power cause law and mercy to be executed in all your judgments in Ireland and territories thereunto belonging? Bloom, placing his right hand on his testicles, swears, So may the Creator deal with me, all this I promise to do. Michael, Archbishop of Armagh, pours a cruise of hair oil over Bloom's head. Gaudium magnum annuntio vobis, habemus conificem, Leopold, Patrick, Andrew, David, George, be thou anointed. Bloom assumes a mantle of cloth of gold, and puts on a ruby ring. He ascends and stands on the stone of destiny. The representative peers put on at the same time their twenty-eight crowns. Joy bells ring in Christ Church, St. Patrick's, George's, and Gay Malahide. Myrus bazaar fireworks go up from all sides, with symbolical phallopyrotechnic designs. The peers do homage one by one, approaching and genuflecting. The peers, I do become your liege, man of life and limb to earthly worship. Bloom holds up his right hand, on which sparkles the Koh-i-Noor diamond. His palfrey neighs, immediate silence. Wireless intercontinental and interplanetary transmitters are set for reception of message. My subjects. We hereby nominate our faithful charger, Copula Felix, hereditary Grand Vizier, and announce that we have this day repudiated our former spouse, and have bestowed our royal hand upon the Princess Selene, the splendor of night. The former morganatic spouse of Bloom is hastily removed in the Black Mariah. The Princess Selene, in moon-blue robes, a silver crescent on her head, descends from a sedan chair, borne by two giants. An outburst of cheering. John Howard Parnell raises the royal standard. Illustrious Bloom, successor to my famous brother. Bloom embraces John Howard Parnell. We thank you from our heart, John, for this right royal welcome to Green Erin the promised land of our common ancestors. The freedom of the city is presented to him, embodied in a charter. The keys of Dublin, crossed on a crimson cushion, are given to him. 
he shows all that he is wearing green socks tom kernan you deserve it your honor on this day twenty years ago we overcame their hereditary enemy at ladysmith our howitzers and camel swivel guns played on his lines with telling effect half a league onward they charge all is lost now do we yield no we drive them headlong lo we charge deploying to the left our light horse swept across the heights of plevna and uttering their war cry bonafide sabaoth sabred the saracen gunners to a man the chapel of freeman typesetters hear hear john wise nolan there's the man that got away james stevens a blue-coat schoolboy bravo an old resident you're a credit to your country sir that's what you are an apple-woman he's a man like ireland wants bloom my beloved subjects a new era is about to dawn i bloom tell you verily it is even now at hand yea on the word of a bloom ye shall ere long enter into the golden city which is to be the new blue muslim in the nova hibernia of the future thirty-two workmen wearing rosettes from all the counties of ireland under the guidance of derwin the builder construct the new blue muslim it is a colossal edifice with crystal roof built in the shape of a huge pork kidney containing forty thousand rooms in the course of its extension several buildings and monuments are demolished government offices are temporarily transferred to railway sheds numerous houses are razed to the ground the inhabitants are lodged in barrels and boxes all marked in red with the letters l b several paupers fill from a ladder a part of the walls of dublin crowded with loyal sightseers collapses the sightseers dying they die a man in a brown mackintosh springs up through a trap-door he points an elongated finger at bloom don't you believe a word he says that man is leopold mackintosh the notorious fire-raiser his real name is higgins shoot him dog of a christian so much for mackintosh a cannon-shot the man in the mackintosh disappears bloom with his sceptre strikes down poppies the instantaneous deaths of many powerful enemies graziers members of parliament members of standing committees are reported bloom's bodyguard distribute maundy money commemoration medals loaves and fishes temperance badges expensive henry clay cigars free cow-bones for soup rubber preservatives in sealed envelopes tied with gold thread butterscotch pineapple rock ba do in the form of cocked hats ready-made suits porringers of toad in the hole bottles of jay's fluid purchase stamps forty days indulgences spurious coins dairy-fed pork sausages theatre passes season tickets available for all tram lines coupons of the royal and privileged hungarian lottery penny dinner counters cheap reprints of the world's twelve worst books froggy and fritz politic care of the baby infantilic fifty meals for seven and six culinic was jesus a sun myth historic expel that pain medic 
infant's compendium of the universe cosmic let's all chortle hilaric canvassers vardy makem journalic love letters of mother assistant erotic who's who in space asterisk songs that reached our heart melodic pennywise's way to wealth parsimonic a general rush and scramble women press forward to touch the hem of bloom's robe the lady gwendolen dubedat bursts through the throng leaps on his horse and kisses him on both cheeks amid great acclamation a magnesium flashlight photograph is taken babes and sucklings are held up the women little father little father the babes and sucklings clap clap hands till polly comes home cakes in his pocket for leo alone bloom bending down popes baby boardman gently in the stomach baby boardman hiccups curdled milk flowing from his mouth <laughs> bloom shaking hands with a blind stripling my more than brother placing his arms round the shoulders of an old couple dear old friends he plays pussy four corners with ragged boys and girls beep bo peep he wheels twins in a perambulator tick tack too would you set a shoe he performs juggler's tricks draws red orange yellow green blue indigo and violet silk handkerchiefs from his mouth roigbiv thirty-two feet per second he consoles a widow absence makes the heart grow younger he dances the highland fling with grotesque antics leg it ye devils he kisses the bed sores of a palsied veteran honourable wounds he trips up a fit policeman u p up u p up he whispers in the ear of a blushing waitress and laughs kindly ah naughty naughty he eats a raw turnip offered him by maurice butterley farmer fine splendid he refuses to accept three shillings offered him by joseph hines journalist my dear fellow not at all he gives his coat to a beggar please accept he takes part in a stomach race with elderly male and female cripples come on boys wriggle it girls the citizen choked with emotion brushes aside a tear in his emerald muffler may the good god bless him the ram's horns sound for silence the standard of zion is hoisted bloom uncloaks impressively revealing obesity unrolls a paper and reads solemnly aleph beth gimel daleth Haggadah, tefillim kosher yom kippur hanukkah rosh hashanah beni brith bar mitzvah mazath azkenazim meshuga taleth an official translation is read by jimmy henry assistant town clerk the court of conscience is now open his most catholic majesty will now administer open our justice free medical and legal advice solution of doubles and other problems all cordially invited given at this our loyal city of dublin in the year one of the paradisical era paddy leonard what am i to do about my rates and taxes bloom pay them my friend paddy leonard thank you nosy flynn can i raise a mortgage on my fire insurance bloom obdurately sirs take notice that by the law of torts you are bound over in your own recognizances for six months in the sum of five pounds 
J. J. O'Molloy. A Daniel, did I say? Nay, a Peter O'Brien. Nosy Flynn. Where do I draw the five pounds? Pisser Burke. For bladder trouble? Bloom. Acid knit hydrochlor dill, twenty minims. Tinct nux vom, five minims. Extra teraxel lick, thirty minims. Ac dis terindi. Chris Callinan. What is the parallax of the subsolar elliptic of Aldebaran? Pleased to hear from you, Chris. K2. Joe Hines. Why aren't you in uniform? When my progenitor of sainted memory wore the uniform of the Austrian despot in a dank prison, where was yours? Ben Dollard. Pansies. Embellish. Beautify. Suburban gardens. When twins arrive? Father. Pater. Dad starts thinking larry o'rourke an eight-day license for my new premises you remember me sir leo when you were in number seven i'm sending around a dozen of stout for the missus bloom coldly you have the advantage of me lady bloom accepts no presents crofton this is indeed a festivity bloom solemnly you call it a festivity i call it a sacrament alexander keys when will we have our own house of keys i stand for the reform of municipal morals and the plain ten commandments new worlds for old union of all jew moslem and gentile three acres and a cow for all children of nature saloon motor hearses compulsory manual labor for all all parks open to the public day and night electric dish scrubbers Tuberculosis, lunacy, war, and mendicancy now must cease. General amnesty, weekly carnival with masked license, bonuses for all, Esperanto the universal language, with universal brotherhood. No more patriotism of bar spongers and dropsical impostors. Free money, free rent, free love, and a free lay church in a free lay state. O Madden Burke free fox in a free hen roost davy byrne yawning oh. mixed races and mixed marriage lenehan what about mixed bathing bloom explains to those near him his schemes for social regeneration all agree with him the keeper of the kildare street museum appears dragging a lorry on which are the shaking statues of several naked goddesses venus Calipigi, venus pandemos venus metempsychosis and plaster figures also naked representing the new nine muses commerce operatic music amour publicity manufacture liberty of speech plural voting gastronomy private hygiene seaside concert entertainments painless obstetrics and astronomy for the people father farley he's an episcopalian an agnostic, an anythingarian, seeking to overthrow our holy faith. Mrs. Riordan tears up her will. I'm disappointed in you, you bad man. Mother Grogan removes her boot to throw it at Bloom. You beast, you abominable person. Nosy Flynn. Give us a tune, Bloom, one of the old sweet songs. Bloom with rollicking humour i vowed that i never would leave her she turned out a cruel deceiver 
with a tooraloom, 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 tooraloom. Happy Hollahan. Good old Bloom. There's nobody like him after all. Paddy Leonard. Stage Irishman. Bloom. What railway opera is like a tramline in Gibraltar? The Rose of Castile. Laughter. Lenehan. Plagarist. Down with Bloom. The Veiled Sibyl. Enthusiastically. I'm a Bloomite, and I glory in it. I believe in him in spite of all. I'd give my life for him, the funniest man on earth. Bloom. Winks at the bystanders. I bet she's a bonny lassie. Theodore Purifoy. In fishing cap and oilskin jacket. He employs a mechanical device to frustrate the sacred ends of nature. The veiled Sibyl stabs herself. My hero god! She dies. Many most attractive and enthusiastic women also commit suicide by stabbing, drowning, drinking prussic acid, aconite, arsenic, opening their veins, refusing food, casting themselves under steamrollers from the top of Nelson's pillar into the great vat of Guinness's brewery, asphyxiating themselves by placing their heads in gas ovens, hanging themselves in stylish garters, leaping from windows of different stories. Alexander J. Dowie, violently. Fellow Christians and anti-Bloomites, the man called Bloom is from the roots of hell, a disgrace to Christian men. A fiendish libertine from his earliest years, this stinking goat of Mendes gave precocious signs of infantile debauchery, recalling the cities of the plain with a dissolute grandum. This vile hypocrite, bronzed with infamy, is the white bull mentioned in the apocalypse. A worshipper of the scarlet woman, intrigue is the very breath of his nostrils. The steak faggots and the cauldron of boiling oil are for him. Caliban! The mob. Lynch him! Roast him! He's as bad as Parnell was. Mr. Fox! Mother Grogan throws her boot at Bloom. Several shopkeepers from Upper and Lower Dorset Street throw objects of little or no commercial value. Hambones, condensed milk tins, unsaleable cabbage, stale bread, sheep's tails, odd pieces of fat. Bloom excitedly this is midsummer madness some ghastly joke again by heaven i am guiltless as the unsunned snow it was my brother henry he is my double he lives in number two dolphin's barn slander the viper has wrongfully accused me fellow countrymen Sgenel in ban bata koisti gun kapal i call on my old friend dr malachi mulligan sex specialist to give medical testimony on my behalf dr mulligan in motor jerkin green motor goggles on his brow dr bloom is bisexually abnormal he has recently escaped from dr eustace's private asylum for demented gentlemen born out of bedrock hereditary epilepsy is present the consequence of unbridled lust traces of elephantitis have been discovered among his ascendants there are marked symptoms of chronic exhibitionism ambidexterity is also latent he is prematurely bald from self-abuse perversely idealistic in consequence a reformed rake and has metal teeth 
in consequence of a family complex he has temporarily lost his memory and i believe him to be more sinned against than sinning i have made a pervaginal examination and after application of the acid test to five thousand four hundred and twenty-seven anal axillary pectoral and pubic hairs i declare him to be virgo intacta bloom holds his high-grade hat over his genital organs dr madden hypospadia is also marked in the interest of coming generations i suggest that the parts affected should be preserved in spirits of wine in the national teratological museum dr crothers i have examined the patient's urine it is albuminoid salivation is insufficient the patellar reflex intermittent dr punch costello the fedor judaicus is most perceptible dr dixon reads a bill of health Professor Bloom is a finished example of the new womanly man. His moral nature is simple and lovable. Many have found him a dear man, a dear person. He is a rather quaint fellow on the whole, coy, though not feeble-minded in the medical sense. He has written a really beautiful letter, a poem in itself, to the court missionary of the reformed priest's protection society which clears up everything he is practically a total abstainer and i can affirm that he sleeps on a straw litter and eats the most spartan food cold dried grocer's peas he wears a hair shirt of pure irish manufacture winter and summer and scourges himself every Saturday. He was, I understand, at one time a first-class misdemeanant in Glencree Reformatory. Another report states that he was a very posthumous child. I appeal for clemency in the name of the most sacred word our vocal organs have ever been called upon to speak. He is about to have a baby general commotion and compassion women faint a wealthy american makes a street collection for bloom gold and silver coins blank checks banknotes jewels treasury bonds maturing bills of exchange i o u s wedding rings watch chains lockets necklaces and bracelets are rapidly collected bloom oh i so want to be a mother mrs thornton in nurse tender's gown embrace me tight dear you'll be soon over it tight dear bloom embraces her tightly and bears eight male yellow and white children they appear on a red carpeted staircase adorned with expensive plants all the octuplets are handsome with valuable metallic faces well made respectably dressed and well conducted speaking five modern languages fluently and interested in various arts and sciences each has his name printed in legible letters on his shirt front nazadoro goldfinger chrysostomus maindori silver smile silver selba vifargent panargyros they are immediately appointed to positions of high public trust in several different countries as managing directors of banks traffic managers of railways 
chairman of limited liability companies, vice-chairman of hotel syndicates. A voice. Bloom, are you the Messiah Ben Joseph, or Ben David? Bloom, darkly. You have said it. Brother Buzz. Then perform a miracle like Father Charles. Bantam Lyons. Prophesy who will win the St. Leger. Bloom walks on a net, covers his left eye with his left ear, passes through several walls, climbs Nelson's pillar, hangs from the top ledge by his eyelids, eats twelve dozen oysters, shells included, heals several sufferers from King's Evil, contracts his face so as to resemble many historical personages, Lord Beaconsfield, Lord Byron, Watt Tyler, Moses of Egypt, Moses Maimonides, Moses Mendelssohn, Henry Irving, Rip Van Winkle, Kossuth, Jean-Jacques Rousseau, Baron Leopold Rothschild, Robinson Crusoe, Sherlock Holmes, Pasteur, turns each foot simultaneously in different directions, bids the tide turn back, eclipses the sun by extending his little finger. Brini, Papal Nuncio, in papal zouave's uniform, steel cuirasses as breastplate, arm plates, thigh plates, leg plates, large profane moustaches and brown paper mitre. Leopoldi autem generatio. Moses begat Noah, and Noah begat Eunuch. And Eunuch begat Oholoran, and Oholoran begat Guggenheim, and Guggenheim begat Agendoth, and Agendoth begat Netheim. And Netheim begat Lehirsh, and Lehirsh begat Jezerum, and Jezerum begat Mackay, and Mackay begat Ostrolopsky, and Ostrolopsky begat Smerdaz, and Smerdaz begat Weiss, and Weiss begat Schwartz, and Schwartz begat Adrianopoli, and Adrianopoli begat Aranquais, and Aranquais begat Louis Lawson, and Louis Lawson begat Ikebudun Nosor, and Ikebudun Nosor begat O'Donnell Magnus, and O'Donnell Magnus begat Crispom, and Crispom begat Ben Maimon, and Ben Maimon begat Dusty Rhodes, and Dusty Rhodes begat Benamore, and Benamore begat Joan Smith, and Joan Smith begat Savorgnanovich, and Savorgnanovich begat Jasperstone, and Jasperstone begat Vingtetunium, and Vingtetunium begat Sombate, and Sombate begat Virag, and Virag begat Bloom. Et vocabitur nomen eus Emmanuel. A dead hand writes on the wall. Bloom is a cod. Crab, in Bushranger's kit. What did you do in the cattle creek, behind Kilbarrick? A female infant shakes a rattle. And on the Ballytown Bridge. A holly bush. And in the Devil's Glen. Bloom blushes furiously all over, from fronds to nates, three tears filling from his left eye. Spare my past. The Irish evicted tenants, in body coats, knee breeches, with Donnybrook fair shillelaghs. Shambach him. Bloom with ass's ears seats himself in the pillory with crossed arms, his feet protruding. He whistles Don Giovanni. Acenateco. Artane orphans joining hands caper round him. Girls of the prison gate mission joining hands 
caper round in the opposite direction, the Artane orphans. You hick, you hog, you dirty dog, you think the ladies love you. The prison gate girls. If you see K, tell him he may, see you with tea, tell him from me. Hornblower, in ephod and hunting cap, announces, And he shall carry the sins of the people to Azazel, the spirit which is in the wilderness, and to Lilith, the night hag, and they shall stone him and defile him, yea, all from Agendath Natem and from Mizraim in the land of Ham. All the people cast soft pantomime stones at Bloom. Many bona fide travellers and ownerless dogs come near him and defile him. Mastiansky and Kitron approach in gabardines, wearing long earlocks. They wag their beards at Bloom. Belial, Lamlane of Istria, the false messiah, Abulafia, recant. George R. Messias, Bloom's tailor, appears, a tailor's goose under his arm, presenting a bill. To alteration, one pair trousers, eleven shillings. Bloom rubs his hands cheerfully. Just like old times. Poor Bloom. Reuben J. Dodd, black-bearded Iscariot, bad shepherd, bearing on his shoulders the drowned corpse of his son, approaches the pillory. Reuben J. whispers hoarsely, The squeak is out. A split is gone for the flatties. Nip the first rattler. The fire brigade. Flop. Brother Buzz invests Bloom in a yellow habit with embroidery of painted flames and high-pointed hat. He places a bag of gunpowder round his neck and hands him over to the civil power, saying, Forgive him his trespasses. Lieutenant Myers of the Dublin Fire Brigade, by general request, sets fire to Bloom. Lamentations. The Citizen. Thank heaven. Bloom in a seamless garment marked IHS, stands upright amid phoenix flames. Weep not for me, O daughters of Erin. He exhibits to Dublin reporters traces of burning. The daughters of Erin, in black garments, with large prayer books and long lighted candles in their hands, kneel down and pray. Kidney of bloom, pray for us. Flower of the bath, pray for us. Mentor of Menton, pray for us. Canvasser of the Freeman, pray for us. Charitable Mason, pray for us. Wandering Soap, pray for us. Sweet of Sin, pray for us. Music without words, pray for us. Reprover of the Citizen, pray for us. Friend of all Frillies, pray for us. Midwife Most Merciful, pray for us. Potato preservative against plague and pestilence, pray for us. A choir of six hundred voices, conducted by Vincent O'Brien, sings the chorus from Handel's Messiah, Alleluia, for the Lord God Omnipotent reigneth, accompanied on the organ by Joseph Glynn. Bloom becomes mute, shrunken, carbonized. Zoe. Talk away till you're black in the face. Bloom, in Corbeen, with clay pipe stuck in the band, dusty brogues, an emigrant's red handkerchief bundle in his hand, leading a black bog-oak pig by a sagorn, 
with a smile in his eye. Let me be going now, woman of the house, for by all the goats in Connemara, I'm after having the father and mother of abating. With a tear in his eye. All insanity, patriotism, sorrow for the dead, music, future of the race, to be or not to be, life's dream is o'er, end it peacefully, they can live on. He gazes far away mournfully. I am ruined. A few pastilles of aconite, the blinds drawn, a letter, then lie back to rest. He breathes softly. <sighs> no more. I have lived. Fair, farewell. Zoe, stiffly, her finger in her neck fillet. Honest, till the next time. She sneers. Suppose you got up the wrong side of the bed, or came too quick with your best girl. Oh, I can read your thoughts. Bloom, bitterly. Man and woman, love, what is it? A cork and a bottle. I'm sick of it. Let everything rip. Zoe, in sudden sulks. I hate a rutter that's insincere. Give a bleeding whore a chance. Bloom, repentantly. I am very disagreeable. You are a necessary evil. Where are you from? London? Zoe, glibly. Hogs Norton, where the pigs play the organs. I'm Yorkshire-born. She holds his hand, which is feeling for her nipple. I say, Tommy Tittlemouse, stop that and begin worse. Have you cash for a short time? Ten shillings? Bloom smiles, nods slowly. More, Ori, more. And Moore's mother? She pats him off-handedly with velvet paws. Are you coming into the music-room to see our new Paniola? Come, and I'll peel off. Bloom, feeling his occiput dubiously, with the unparalleled embarrassment of a harassed peddler, gauging the symmetry of her peeled pears. Somebody would be dreadfully jealous if she knew. The green-eyed monster. Earnestly. You know how difficult it is. I needn't tell you. Zoe, flattered. What the eye can't see, the heart can't grieve for. She pats him. Come. Laughing witch, the hand that rocks the cradle. Babby. Bloom, in baby linen and pelisse, big-headed with a call of dark hair, fixes big eyes on her fluid slip, and counts its bronze buckles with a chubby finger, his moist tongue lolling and lisping. One, two, three, three, two, tlun. The buckles. Love me. Love me not. Love me. Zoe. Silent means consent. With little parted talons she captures his hand, her forefinger giving to his palm the past touch of secret monitor, luring him to doom. Hot hands, cold gizzard. He hesitates amid scents, music, temptations. She leads him towards the steps, drawing him by the odour of her armpits, the vice of her painted eyes, the rustle of her slip, in whose sinuous folds lurks the lion reek of all the male brutes that have possessed her, the male brutes exhaling sulphur of rut and dung and ramping in their loose-box, faintly roaring, their drugged heads swaying to and fro. <sighs> Zoe and Bloom reach the doorway, 
where two sister-whores are seated. They examine him curiously from under their pencilled brows, and smile to his hasty bow. He trips awkwardly. Zoe, her lucky hand instantly saving him. Oops, sir. Don't fall upstairs. Bloom. The just man falls seven times. He stands aside at the threshold. After you is good manners. Ladies first, gentlemen after. End of section 41